coming up on the Write Something Worthy podcast. You know, a lot of us authors are not just authors. For example, I'm a ghostwriter, I'm an editor, I'm a book coach, I'm a podcast host, and I happen to be a best-selling author. So you are, are an author, but you've got another life too. Tell me about the other things that you do along with authorship. Yes. So actually, I have two businesses, uh, Ward Travel and Republic, and Star Love Efficient. Welcome to the Worthy Writer edition of the Write Something Worthy podcast. Each month, we bring you an informative interview that helps you to live your best life as an authorpreneur. And now, your host, Tanya Brockett. Star Shamel Ward is the author of Compositions of Me, for which she has an upcoming book signing at Barnes & Noble in Ellicott City, Maryland. Star, like many published authors, wears many hats. She has earned a master's in management and dual Bachelor of Science degrees in business management and marketing. Leaving corporate America for entrepreneurship, Star is the owner of Ward Traveling Notary Public and Star the Love Efficient. You'll learn more about these on the show. And she is a motivational speaker with a focus to uplift the community through free events and more. She speaks at various venues, empowering women to learn, leave their past behind, and focus on their future. I am pleased to welcome Star Ward to the Write Something Worthy podcast. Welcome, Shermel Ward. It is so wonderful to have you here on the Write Something Worthy podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Miss Tanya. It's a pleasure. Now, I know you're also known as Star, so I want to make sure that our listeners are going to be able to find you uh, wherever they go and see that you are one and the same. So you are a star in everything you do. Where did you get that nickname, by the way? <laughs> well, I got that nickname um, just for my creativity, uh, things that I do at home, family members. After the game, the name Star. And I also learned, got that name because people were always butchering my first name, Shamel. So they were like, how do you pronounce it? And they would always butcher it. So I'd, just call me Star. <laughs> <laughs> that is a lot easier, I would say. So I would just call you Star. How about that? Mm-hmm. So tell me, Star, <laughs> you are you're on a podcast, Write Something Worthy, where we really care about the author's journey and authorship and writing something that can make a positive impact in the world. And you had an opportunity to do that. So tell me about your book and make sure we know the title. And then tell us what it is that inspired you to write that book. Sure. So my book is titled Compositions of Me. And I was inspired to write the book just to kind of heal from my pain, disappointments of relationships, marriage, divorce, and losing a baby. So, you know, I was... I bet sometimes you go through things and you're not how sure how to deal with such things. And so I wrote it as a way of helping me heal and moving on with the process. And I'm not a failure and I'm definitely a success and, uh, because I survived all those experiences. And, you know, it is often helpful. I say it on this podcast all the time to not hog your journey because it's not just for you. And so you're having experiences that you could share with others makes a difference. You know, when we can share our stories, whether they're good, bad, and different, it really helps others who may be in that same position now 
or who are coming out of that situation and need to see someone rise above it, right? I and agree. I appreciate that you were willing to put that into words because it really does make a difference. Tell me about the the whole authorship journey. Why did you decide to put it in a book? Well, I get asked that all the time, so it is bravery. But I became I came to a point where I was killing off of writing about it versus sometimes we go through things and we're silent. I didn't want to be silent anymore, right? So what I wanted to do, I wanted to share with others because I want people to see my life through their eyes and perhaps some of the, my experiences they may have experienced and how I overcame those obstacles. That's wonderful. And that's very, very helpful. Now, did you, were you inspired by other writers? I mean, you know, are there other writers, authors out there that gave you the the umph that you needed to get your book done? Yes. So I've always liked Oprah's biography, uh, Jackie Warner Cursier's biography, A Kind of Grace. And my late father, James Russell Ward, had a book titled Passions and Fears, which discussed him growing up with an alcoholic father and dealing with traumatic childhood experiences. Wow. Now tell me, what is the process that you use? Now, I'm going to tell you first, preface this with uh, the fact that I have a training program called Bebop, which is the Brocket Book Outline Process. And what I encourage writers to do is to not just write free form, although that is a way to get a book out of you, right? Just to write no matter what you're doing, journaling and so forth and so on, just getting those words out on a page. But when it comes to actually deciding to share that message with others, I encourage authors to create uh, an ideal reader avatar, first of all, who am I writing to, and create a goal for what they want to achieve out of that book, and then also create an outline so that they have an idea of how, given who I'm writing this for and what I want them to gain from it, what do I need to say? And I encourage people to create outlines, but a lot of authors, they like to just write and not have an outline. What did you do when it came to doing your book? Well, I like to actually write organically and let things flow. However, I'm really inspired by music and different songs. So my book, Compositions of Me, does have a theme song. It's uh, Read All About It by Emily Saadid. Uh But most of the times, I do like to write in silence to kind of allow myself to feel the emotions of my thoughts and just perspective looking back of what I went through and how I overcome those obstacles. All right. Well, that's interesting. So, but you did do it from a a more of a free form perspective. Yes. And you listen to music. So, I mean, tell me again the song that you like to that you wrote your this book to. Yes. So the the name of the song is called "Read All About It" by Emily Sade, mm-hmm. and she just yeah, basically talks sense. about. Yeah. So she's just basically talking about how she's not afraid and how sometimes people are afraid to speak out. Well, I didn't want to be silent no more. That's why I wrote my book and I and I was speaking out so that people could benefit from some of my experiences, even if we're in different journeys. We still experience similar situations and it's always good to know how someone overcame them. I agree with that. Do you actually listen while you're writing or is it like, Here's my inspiration. Now you got the Rocky theme. You're at the top of the stairs. So now 
did you do the writing after you've listened to the song <laughs> or are you actually listening while while you're writing well actually i've, I've done a, a combination of both because you know sometimes when you're in relationships there may have been songs that you and your partner have maybe danced to or enjoyed together but that's no longer you know that relationship has ended so it's a combination of me listening to songs that i've listen to with my significant other and also the sense of songs that helped me heal during this journey that I'm, that I was on. Mm. Okay. I tend to be one who, when I listen to music, when writing, they are basically uh, energetic instrumentals. So I don't listen to words because I don't want the words to impact my own words. So I tend to listen to high-energy music. One of my clients is uh, Dr. Joe Vitale from uh, the movie The Secret, you know, from that fame. And he, not only is he a prolific author, but he's also a musician. So he created some uh, healing music, some Ho'oponopono music and things like that, that I tend to listen to in the background when I'm working, just to keep my energy level high you know, and keep things flowing in a positive way, but without taking too much of my attention. You know what I mean? So um, it's interesting to hear the different strokes for different folks in terms of how they get their books out. It just just depends. And you have to do what works for you, right? Exactly. What's going to, yeah. When you embarked upon this whole authorship journey and you realized that, well, it's one thing to write a book, it's a whole nother thing to get the book out there into the world so somebody can read it. Tell me about some of your, some of the learning you had to do as an author to to become a marketer, to say, hey, I have a book out there, somebody needs, how do I tell people about this? How do I let them know? Tell me about your marketing journey as an author. Yes, so you're right. It is a, it is exactly a process, and you have to know the steps. Well, for me, one of the things that I did to get my book out was promotion. I did, like, a lot of social media, networking, and I would have reads at different private and public events, like Busboys and Poets and other private venues as well to get people familiar with my book. And so... You have something coming up soon, don't you? I mean, I know we are in July of 2023. Uh, for those listeners who are listening to it after the fact, I apologize, but you have something coming up, don't you? Tell me about that. Yes, I'm super excited. So I have a book site at Barnes & Nobles. It is actually in Ellicott City. The address is 4300 Montgomery Road in Ellicott City. It's Saturday, this Saturday, actually. It's a few days from now. It's July 15th from 1 to 4 p.m. And I'm asking everyone to bring friends and families and to get your personalized autographed copy of my book, Compositions of Me. Awesome. Awesome. Now, I, I have to, I'm going to tell you a little tip, and I want to ask whether or not you've already considered something like this. And that is, uh, it's from, it's not from me. This is not my idea. I was listening to uh, Lisa Nichols talk one day, and she shared how, when she did a book signing, she had like little book plates made that you can like peel off and put this book 
you know, the, uh, this book belongs to kind of thing or um, stickers that you put in the back of your book. And so she encouraged everybody who came to buy her book. She asked them, so who else are you buying this book for? How many other friends? You want 10 books? Do you need two? What are you, how many other books do you need? And if you do, if you buy those now, I'll do a book plate and I'll sign that that you can put inside the book for your friends and family so they'll have a signed autograph copy without having to be here. What was wow. cool was, yeah, so she encouraged people to buy multiple copies and she would have all of them signed by giving them a book plate that they could put in before they gave it to whoever they gave it to. It's a wonderful well, way to share. Yes, I might yeah. take initiative for that. I like that. <laughs> I hope it helps you. It would be, you know, I think it's great because then it allows you to gift or allow your buyer to gift the book to someone else and they still get a signed autograph copy. What a bonus, right? Absolutely. I like that. Yeah. I hope you have fun with that, and I hope your event will be wildly successful. Will you do a reading at your book signing? You know what? If I'm asked, I will. I could, yeah, if I'm asked, I definitely will do one. I mean, I could do one now with you if you like. It's <laughs> one of my poems that are in uh, my book. <laughs> sure. If, if there is one that you have that you'd like to read that, that would be great if you share a little bit of a little bit of it with us. Okay. Have it available? Yeah. I I do. Do you want me just to read the whole thing or just read a little snippet of it? Well, it depends on how long it is. If it's ten pages, maybe a snippet will do. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually just a, a just a little paragraph. It looks like about six sentences or so. <laughs> all right. Well, so just read it all to us then. That'd be great. All right. So this is titled Plan B, and this is in poetry form. Plan B. Damn. Now I see. Believing the lies and deceit he told me. I'm married for love, you see, but now my husband has no love for me. In his mind is to love, is to hate, destroy and misuse me. I look into his eyes, and all I see is the wicked plans he has in store for me giving me false hopes of our union and how it's supposed to be. Becoming someone else, like an enemy, I promised to love, honor, and respect, not knowing my husband had no intent. This marriage has been hell from the start. The man I married has strife in his heart, neglect in his veins, and deceit in his mouth. I am so disappointed. Why? Because I didn't have plan B. Wow. Thank you for that. So it it just makes me want to ask all kinds of questions. It's like <laughs> there are, you know, I have I have interviewed authors who have uh, endured not just a failed relationship, but emotional abuse as a result, like narcissistic abuse, for example, is one. And you made me think of that because you believe that. Uh, love and everything is one way and the other person is totally the antithesis of that or has convinced you that it is so but then you discover it's quite the opposite. That has got to be a challenge for anyone to go through. Yes, mm. it was. 
it wasn't. I think you hit the nail on the head. It definitely was uh, someone given a certain perception, but that's not the reality. It was more of emotional abuse and mental. That's really tough. And, you know, those of us on the outside of those relationships who often don't recognize, one, we don't recognize the, the pull and the 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 whole entrapment of it and we we sit up there and naively say well just leave why are you putting up with that just get out but it's not always that easy to just get out and for any of those who do manage to get away from a relationship that doesn't serve them uh kudos and that's not considered a failure. That is considered a success because you are creating an environment for yourself that honors you even when somebody else fails to do so. That's great. Thank you for sharing that. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for allowing me to share. Yeah, that's really great. And that's that's one thing that's really fun about when you go to a book signing, sometimes you have an opportunity to do those book readings. I mean, those readings from your book so that people can say, oh, okay, maybe I do want to go grab that. Because somebody might have come into the bookstore that had no idea you were doing a book signing, right? And then they hear you reading from your book, and then they go check it out while they're there, even mm-hmm. though that wasn't their intention. So that, that could be a bonus. Uh, opportunity for you. Okay. Tell me what you. you felt. Yeah, good, good. Tell me what you felt first when when you got your book in your hand for the very first time. What was that feeling like for you? So that feeling was bittersweet for me because I had literally just lost my father probably two months before I actually got my book in my hand. And so it was bittersweet. He actually read the manuscript before he transitioned, but unfortunately, he was unable to actually see the book and celebrate with me. Yeah, I I can see how that can be bittersweet. But thankfully, he did have an opportunity to see the manuscript and know that that's where you were headed on your journey. Yes. You know, And and you know, well... Depends on what you believe, but he was probably celebrating with you when you did get it in your hand. <laughs> yes, and guess what? Uh, Today is actually the day that he transitioned. Imagine that. Oh, my word. Wow. <laughs> well, there you go, Dad. Now she's on the podcast, the Right Something for You podcast. Yes. Boy, now he really has something to celebrate. Wow. That's wonderful. That feels really nice. That feels really nice. You know, a lot of us authors are not just authors, right? For example, I'm a ghostwriter, I'm an editor, I'm a book coach, I'm a podcast host, and I happen to be a best-selling author. So you are, are an author, but you've got another life too. Tell me about the other things that you do uh, along with authorship. Sure. I got to say congratulations to you for being a best-selling uh, author. That's big. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) 
Yes. So actually, I have two businesses, uh, Ward Travel and Republic and Star Love Efficient. Now, at Ward Travel and Republic, what we do, we focus on clients, and we serve the Mellon community with reliability, professionalism, knowledgeable, and friendly service. So what we do, we offer notary services. For example, if people have uh, purchasing documents they need notarized, loan modifications, any legal documentation, we actually come to the client's home wherever they need the assistance at and serve them. Then with our Star Love Efficient business, I am an ordained minister, and what I do is couples that are in Maryland and Washington, D.C., we offer physical and location weddings here. However, in different states, we have the uh, Cupid, which actually lets couples get married online through Zoom. So I always tell people, hey, just check out the, the county of clerks and see if your state is eligible. But we do believe in falling in love. It's really magical. And we do have some information for those that are interested. For example, in do, uh, doing wedding vow renewals, you can do it through Zoom. You don't have to do the whole ceremony again. And for that consultation, uh, you could go to consultstartedloveofficient.setmore.com. It's consultstartedloveofficient.setmore.com. Or you can text or call us at 301-329-8444, 301-329-8444. If you're interested in our notary services, you can call and text us at 301-965-1980, 301-965-1980, or email us at notaryward.tmp.com. That's notaryward at tmp.com, and also our website, which is wardtravelnotyclub.com. Wow. <laughs> That's a lot. All right, hold on. <laughs> I've got to unpack a few things here. So first, <laughs> I want to talk about the notary. Um, yes. So with the notary, I can see that being so helpful and valuable, being able to go to your customer. I have had to... You know, on various occasions when you're getting something authorized, whether it is um, legal documentation for, you know, signing on your house or whatever it is, and have had to go seek out a notary and try to be there and make sure you can be there in their office hours. How wonderful that you are accessible to travel to your clients for them to have that support. Yeah. That's really good. Thank you. And I, I bet that's also extremely helpful for anyone who has mobility issues or, you know, things of that nature. Thank you. And even for those that have little children don't want to pack the kids up, you know, and, and go look for uh, a notary, we'll come right to you. Oh, uh, yeah. Boy, I know how that is. When I, all of my daughters are, uh, well, my youngest one just turned 20. So, but I had three girls, you know, under the age of six, you know, in the oh, wow. days. And so having to pack all of them up to go somewhere, just when you want to run over here for a minute, you've got to pack it all up <laughs> to get over there. So, yes, I could totally see how having a mobile notary could be very, very helpful in those situations. That's neat. Now... I want to jump over to the uh, wedding uh, officiant uh, services. I had no idea you could do something on Zoom. So now, wait a minute. So you can be in one place and the couple can be somewhere else? 
Yes. And, so it's fall- and then other people can just join in on a Zoom meeting. <laughs> say, All right, wedding starts at 2. Everybody on your Zoom. Absolutely. So with Project Cupid, which is in <laughs> it's in various states. Now, I know it's being offered in Illinois, New Jersey, New York, Utah, but it's always important to check with your county clerk. So, yes, everyone can say, hey, it was at 2 o'clock, jump on the Zoom, but they'll be muted, of course, but then the ceremony will start as soon as everyone's on. It will start at that time, and the couple can just basically do their their wedding vows. We also offer that uh, Zoom ceremony for if you're doing wedding vow renewals or relationship commitment ceremony. It's in the convenience wow. of your own home. That's amazing. Or they can go all out and still do something in some great, fabulous place as long as they have the camera capability to do it, right? I mean, <laughs> they can do whatever they want to. That yeah. is absolutely amazing. How interesting. That is really interesting. <laughs> well, that you you provide so much different uh, value in so many different ways. That's that's really uh, very creative. So therefore, there's the star, right? The one who is creative and creating all kinds of wonderful things <laughs> for the benefit of many others. Wow, that's interesting. Now I want to turn back to authorship. And I want to turn back to the fact that oftentimes many authors have more than one book in them. But hey, first of all, kudos to anyone who finally gets that book out. Because, you know, statistics say that, oh, there are about 80% of people say they want to write a book, but less than 5% do. You're already in the 5% club. So now, are you thinking that there's a future book that's going to come out of you as well? And if so, what would it likely be about? Yes. I believe I have one more book in me, and it would be about the the final chapter, the happy ending. I'm on my journey for the happy ending, you know, finding the love of my life where we're all connected spiritually, emotionally, physically, mentally basically a soulmate and all that I want with that relationship and all that uh, we together, him and I, put into the relationship. So I'm definitely looking forward to writing a, a final chapter and a happy ending. Yeah, it's, it's nice when we can look forward to the end result rather than focus on, you know, the where we are or where we've been. Um, we can use that to inform us so that we learn from our journeys and learn from our experiences, but we don't have to dwell there, right? We can look forward to a better future, no matter where we're coming from. Are there specific resources or tools or things, tricks of the trade that um, you know about as a writer that you will bring with you uh, in your journey for the second book or are there things that you're going to try differently in the second book that you didn't do in the first? Well, I'll probably utilize some of the same things that I did to write my first book. However, I think it would be more of like self-publishing versus uh, using a publishing company just so you can have more ownership of your book. I think I'll look into the logistics of that 
However, I think it was, it's been pretty successful the way I've done it, uh, you know, using different platforms of the social media and reading at private events. However, I think I would do a combination of both. So I would probably use, utilize some of the things that I did to get my first book published and implement new uh, ways uh, to get my book or my future book published. Yeah, we have to learn from every experience, right? So um, one thing that some people say is that, you know, life doesn't happen to us, it happens for us. So some of the things that we go through are things that we can learn from and then we can grow from and improve our experiences. So, you know, many of my author clients, I have authors who have gone traditional and done with the big houses, the Simon & Schuster's, and then I have authors who published independently, and those in between. I have those those who have used hybrid publishers as well. So there are a lot of different ways to get to the end result. It just depends on what your goal is, what your intentions are, and who you want to reach to figure out the how you're going to do so. And so you have to do what's best for you as an author along the way. One of my authors who uh, goes both ways, traditional and independent, will choose between each of the books. So um, one particular book might be better suited for a traditional publisher, and he'll put it that way. Another book that he does might be better if he were to just get it out within a, a shorter time frame, have total control over it, and make more money on it. Because with every book that you sell yourself, uh, when you don't have a traditional publisher, for example, you get all the net proceeds, right? It's not just a quarter out of every dollar or whatever. You're actually <laughs> getting, you know, 70% or more of each book sale. So it really makes a difference to your bottom line as an author which way you go. But it also, the level of control, the level of um flexibility increases when you self-publish your book. You know, that can change as we go along. You know, I wrote an article recently in the Bellwether magazine about um, being a New York Times bestseller versus an Amazon bestseller and, you know, doing it yourself versus publishing traditionally and which is better. And it really depends on what your goals are as to which way you go. But one thing that's so great is with my company, Halogen Inc., and my partners that I work with to help my authors, is we can make just about anybody a bestseller. Now, mind you, my, most of my clients are nonfiction authors, so they're not, they're not the ones who are writing poetry per se. They may have some of it in their books, but their focus is a nonfiction book. But, you know, we make all of our clients who ask bestsellers, and that does help them. And I appreciate you acknowledging that earlier today, too, because, you know, I didn't even, I don't even think about that, to be honest. I don't think I've ever said that on this podcast, because it wasn't a number one bestseller, and so I just never called it one. (laughs) And so I realized recently that, hey, you don't have to be number one to be called a bestseller. All you have to do is be on the bestseller list. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. I am just uh, excited for you that you are going to have your Barnes & Noble book signing this weekend. And it's Ellicott City, Maryland, right? 
It's in Maryland. Yeah. So for those that are on that. Right. So for those who are on the East Coast, they can uh, hop up there and place a visit and hopefully listen to some of a reading from you and enjoy getting a book signing. And when they do, they can also buy multiple books for their friends and get them signed by you while they're there. (laughs) How about that? (laughs) That's right. All right. All right. Now, one question that I try to uh, ask of guests who come to the Write Something Worthy podcast is, what do you believe it takes for someone to write something worthy? What does that mean to you? To me, for someone to write something worthy, it takes self-reflection. It takes accountability. I would also say discipline. And you have to be organized. Like, when you're writing, sometimes you can get distractions, whether it's family, you know, kids, your job, et cetera. You literally have to be disciplined to go back to writing to finish what it is that you're writing. So I believe it takes all those elements to be a worthy writer. Wonderful. So true, so true. So thank you for that. I appreciate it. Can can you tell us where our listeners can tap back into you and and learn more? Absolutely. They can follow me on Instagram at the Love Efficient Star. Also, you can subscribe to my YouTube channel at Star the Love Efficient 6565. That's at Star the Love Efficient 6565. We want you to check out our videos, get inspired by love. We want you to like, comment, share with friends and family. All right. So we'll make sure that we add that to the show notes as well so that people will be able to just link right over there. So tell me again, how, what in the Get Inspired by Love, what kinds of things will they see on the YouTube channel there? Absolutely. So we have several different romantic videos just showing people in regular day of life, regular interactions, people that are getting proposed to, uh, walking on the beach, just regular different human interactions and relationships and their journey to love. Well, thank you so much for that. I appreciate that. I, I will make sure that's in the show notes so that our listeners can hop on over there and get inspired by love themselves. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you. And one of the things that I will make sure we do is we will put a link to your book at writesomethingworthy.com forward slash star. We'll put a link to your book on the, the show notes. And we will also put a reminder in the show notes about your upcoming event. So if anybody grabs it before this weekend, they'll be able to see it. If they get it after the fact, they can reach out to you afterwards and see where they can find you next. So I want to thank you so much for being here and being willing to share your experience as an author, being willing to share all these great things that you're doing with the notary and the efficient. That is just like, wow, out there. I'm so excited to to have this opportunity to get to know you. So thank you for being here with me today. Thank you for having me. I definitely appreciate the opportunity. You are more than welcome. 
You've been listening to the Worthy Writer edition of the Write Something Worthy podcast. If you'd like to know more about today's guest or even to reach out to them, you can find all of their information in our show notes at writesomethingworthy.com.